welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg with Power Systems Design. Now, at the heart of every electric vehicle is the battery. It's the single most expensive component of every EV, and its reliable operation is critical for the very health and efficiency of the vehicle itself. Naturally, a battery management system is vital since, as TI points out in the re- recent white paper, it protects the battery from damage, extends the life of the battery of intelligent charging and discharging algorithms, predicts how much battery life is left, and a lot more. And on the line to discuss that is one of the authors of the white paper, Mark Ng. So, Mark, thanks for joining us. And why exactly do EVs need a reliable battery management system? Um, yeah, hi, Jason. Just nice to meet you and um, wanted to say thanks for the opportunity to talk to you. Um, you. You mentioned a couple of points which are fully correct here. Um, uh, you really, really need a reliable battery management system for EVs just because of the fact that um, you know, what's near and dear to us as consumers, right, as drivers of a vehicle, we really want to have an accurate range estimation. So you can imagine how, uh, you know, your, your car says you've got 300 miles left, and it's really frustrating, right, when it basically 300 becomes 250 within 15 minutes and you haven't actually driven 50 miles, uh, and then it drops to 200, and all of a sudden that 300 doesn't really mean anything. Um, we've seen various manufacturers, for example, or car manufacturers, you know, get in trouble for inaccurate range estimation. Um, and that's, that's one of the main jobs of the, the BMS, right, the battery management system. There are other challenges with regards to BMS. Uh, as you may know, there are different types of chemistries that are out there. So lithium ion itself is, you know, could be like an NMC uh, chemistry, nickel, manganese, cobalt, or it could be lithium iron phosphate. Um, or other types of, you know, anode and cathode type of uh, materials. Every type of chemistry will have a different, you know, discharge curve. They'll, they'll have different characteristics. And in particular, one of the major chemistries that the industry is trying to use, uh, lithium iron phosphate, or LFP for short, um, has a very flat discharge curve. So that just means that it's very hard to distinguish where on the charge curve um, the, the battery cell is uh, in terms of its, you know, discharge, right? So, you know, it's, it's very hard to determine whether you're at 80% left or whether you're at, let's say, 40% left. And so that's why you really need a reliable battery management system to be, you know, accurately monitoring and reporting um, the, the, the overall status of the battery cells. And then, of course, you know, you have to do two other things. You have to re- guarantee the, uh, the health of the battery. So, Let's say uh, you know, the battery cells start venting and you can you know, start getting thermal runaway and in worst case, you will get um, you know, fire and it will be a danger to the driver uh, itself. So the battery management systems are continually monitoring the battery health or what we call the state of health of the battery. Um, and that is as well related to safety, right? So we've got to uh, make sure that you know, human life is preserved and, and that we don't you know, endanger the driver. So those are kind of the main functions of the BMS. Okay, that makes sense. Now, what are the disadvantages of a wired BMS, and how does wireless improve on them? Um, so wired BMS is, let's, let's kind of define this first, right? So the wired BMS is kind of what we have in the market today. So you have basically the, uh, in, a, in a BMS, you have the cell monitors, right? Um, There's different components of a BMS. So the cell monitors are, if you look at the white paper, you'll kind of know what I'm talking about. But the cell monitors are connected to each other. So 
in a daisy chain type of fashion. So I mean that, you know, typically if you're monitoring, let's say 200 cells, um, you might have eight boards, right? And eight, eight cell monitor boards, and they will all be connected to each other and, and passing information from one to the next, and then basically reaching the, the endpoint, which is the microcontroller. Uh, in that type of system, it's wired because you have that type of, you know, daisy chain connector. Uh, in a wireless BMS system, we're talking about basically reporting those values of those, let's say, eight cell monitor boards wirelessly back to the microcontroller in the system. And so you can imagine the advantages of wireless, you know, if we just think about our own lives, if you think about like, you know, wireless internet or, you know, everything that we have with cordless phones and, and mobile phones, right? The freedom uh, that you get without wires, right? You have, you know, more room, um, you have more freedom to, you know, design a, uh, a unique pack structure. Um, you know, the, you are, you know, the, the overall degrees of freedom that you're granted with going to wireless is, is a, is a godsend. But there are also other um, advantages with regards to wireless, right? So, you know, some of the discussions have been about, okay, reducing weight and so on. Um, but, it, you know, recently you talk about, you know, the fact that when you assemble these automotive components, there are basically humans that are involved in every step, every step of the way. And so when you um, are assembling a battery pack and you have multiple battery modules that you're connecting, you have to continually connect one um, uh, one wire to one module connected to the next module. That basically is a, you know, a, 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 a human interaction that's needed. You need to have someone connect one module to another. And if you're able to create, you know, modules that are wireless, then you can actually do just simplified automated pick in place, right? So wireless not only adds, uh, you know, freedom in terms of, you know, space and ability to design unique form factors, but it also adds an extra dimension in terms of manufacturing and um, you know overall cost reduction as well associated with that. Okay, now, now you've kind of gotten into this a bit already, but what's the impetus behind the shift to a more modern, intelligent battery junction box? Um, so, the again, I think let's let's kind of define what the battery junction box is. Um, if you look at the battery junction, if you look at a BMS in general, there are let's say three different subsystems, right? There is the battery control unit, which is where you have the central brain of the system, right? That's what's basically calculating what I mentioned at the beginning of this call. That's the state of charge and the state of health of the battery cells, right? That's what's guaranteeing your reliability, uh, in guaranteeing your accuracy, uh, and, and guaranteeing safety, right? Um, the battery control unit is then communicating um, in what we call a distributed BMS architecture, it's, it's communicating with the, um, the cell modules, right? Um, which is what I just talked about earlier with the wired and wireless. And so um, usually those cell modules will be uh, located in a distributed fashion. They will be located on different boards um, closer to the actual battery module, and they will be connected either wired or wirelessly back to the battery control unit. Now there is a third subsystem which is called the battery junction box. And that battery junction box is essentially where we have um, the, the mechanical components. So you, you know, we have high voltage contactors or you can think of them as relays. Um, we've got fuses or you know, high voltage disconnects. Um, we've got you know, simple you know, mechanical functionality that's there. 
Um, you, you might want to, you know, Google, you know, battery junction box, and you'll see a whole bunch of uh, conceptual drawings. Um, several OEMs out there have actually uh, put some nice pictures out. But the battery junction box has largely been a mechanical structure. Um, and so that has only controlled mechanical, uh, contained mechanical components. Now, the intelligent battery junction box, yeah, this kind of, is this kind of a term that, that, that I've created inside of TI, um, is basically a move to start having electronics or semiconductors inside of it. And so um, the, the reason for doing this is that we're able to place uh, the sensing components, right? So the battery junction box has these, you know, let's say a shunt resistor to, me to measure the current. So I'm able to place the analog to digital converters that are to much closer to the shunt um, that I can measure the, the current more accurately. Um, I have less losses. Um, I'm able to, you know, just basically put components much closer to where I need to sense and control. Um, so the, the reason for this kind of move in the industry towards intelligent battery junction boxes is because of a new type of device, which we call a pack monitor. So these pack monitors basically allow for you know, the same type of communication, the wired, communication, wired type of communication that we talked about earlier as our cell monitors. Um, they supply you know, the, the high voltage measurement as well as the current measurements that are done in, locally inside the battery junction box, and they transmit that data over the same protocol as the cell monitors. So in short, the intelligent battery junction boxes architecture, right, the advantage there is really you're able to sense the voltages and the currents directly where they happen, um, and you're able to, you know, report and, and communicate back in the same fashion as the cell monitor. Okay. Now, while we're on definitions, could you describe in more detail the battery control unit? Yep. So the battery control unit is, as I mentioned, the brain of the overall system. So the BCU, sometimes it's called um, BMC, Battery Management Controller. There's just a lot of acronyms inside of BMS. But the battery control unit is essentially where the safety microcontroller sits. Um, it's also where a lot of other basic types of functionality will reside. So you may have, you know, analog to digital controllers there. Um, I know it's the digital converters. You may have, you know, contactor drivers. Again, it depends on what type of architecture you have. Um, but the battery management controller is essentially, or the, the battery control unit is essentially uh, the central point where all voltages and all currents are sent into. And then there, you know, we, we basically, you know, do algorithms to derive the state of charge, which is ultimately determining how many miles are left in your vehicle remaining, right? That's what reports the, the information or that's what reports there's a, there's a fault in your system or, you know, an overheating event or something. But essentially, you view that as uh, the brain that enables this highly accurate monitoring and control over the entire battery pack. Okay, sounds good. Now, Mark, but before I let you go, what does TI offer by way of advanced battery management systems? So TI, um, our bread and butter is in developing um, semiconductors, right? And so we offer a, a slew of products. So the first kind of major category, which is more obvious, is the, the battery cell monitors as well as the pack monitors. So uh, these are devices that are connected directly to the battery cells. Um, you may have, for example, 200 cells for an 800-volt system. 
Um, and you need to have multiple battery cell monitors because each battery cell monitor would measure, let's say, 18 cells each, right? So you'd have, you know, 200 divided by 18 number of battery cell monitors located per, in each system. Um, you also need to measure currents and, and other high voltages, right? Um, the voltages of your contactors to make sure that they're open, um, you know, and, and do isolation detection and so on. So we also offer companion devices called PAC monitors in addition to these cell monitors. So these two devices, the battery cell monitors and the PAC monitors work together to enable synchronized voltage and current readings as well as temperature readings. And that's what goes into the SOH, SOC algorithm. We also offer um, wireless BMS devices. So we talked about this as well, right? We have you know, the ability to either provide wireless functionality or wired functionality. So we have devices which are, let's say the CC2662 family, um, which is using a proprietary TI wireless protocol, uh, which has been specifically developed for the BMS use case. And um, it's been assessed for functional safety. Uh, so that we also offer these types of radio devices. Uh, we also have, you know, other technologies. So we, we, what we didn't talk about is other forms of safety, right? So you've got high voltage in a battery management system and you, you need to make sure that your, um, you have a proper isolation barrier between the high voltage, the 800 volt, and let's say the low voltage, which is um, our chassis ground, which, which is what we're, we're touching on the body of the vehicle. We don't want to shock the driver, right? So there is something called the isolation um, detection or monitoring circuitry, or IMD. Um, and so we, we have solid state relays, which basically offer 10 times higher operating lifetime. They basically have an, they're an isolated type of load switch um, that allow, you know, these isolation measurements to happen. Um, and the list goes on, right? So we also have uh, you know, when you have a 12 volt line in the car, um, you need to, you know, drop it down to let's say five volts for these uh, these ICs that we create. So these are what's called bias supply devices. So these are like DC to DC converters. They can be isolated or non-isolated types of converters. Uh, we also have other types of devices like high side switches um, to turn things turn things on and off. Um, we might also, we also have like uh, driver devices, right? Like low, simple low side driver devices. Um, to control the contactors. So you basically name it. Um, TI, you know, to, may not surprise you or may surprise you, but TI is able to address the entire content of a battery management system. That's to say that if you open up a battery pack and you look at all the electronics in there, um, TI plays in every single one of those, uh, you know, sockets that you, or let's say so-called sockets for uh, semiconductors that are on there. Perfect. Well, thanks, Mark. I want to thank you for your time and to our audience. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.